Black who's going to go for it. Black for the one point to win the grand final. He's done it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode of Talking the Facts of Life, your uh, rugby league podcast with just more than a hint of Halifax about it. Um, <laughs> joining me once again uh, is my old pal Rick Farrell. How good are evening. You? Good morning, good afternoon. <laughs> good day, good any time of day. Good day, sir. Um, we are we are here at the start of the season. What a time to be alive. 2020 vision and all that. Um, we have got a lot of uh, talking to do in the coming weeks and months uh, so without further ado let's get straight into it so the season has started already not giving much away about when we've actually recorded this podcast but there there has been some games that have gone on um, but we will get into that uh, as uh, time progresses so this is the championship preview show now there's only so many hours in the day we don't want to do the whole league one and super league but because it's more than the Halifax hint, shall we say, um, we've got to focus on the championship because we're both Halifax fans and that's all that matters really. So, um, we're going to go a bit, let's be methodical, shall we? Methodical, alphabetical, let's go from start to finish and let's start with B for Batley. What do you reckon, Rick? Batley Bulldogs, yeah, they're always a solid side, aren't they? Um, I think the stadium over there at Mount Pleasant always has a big bearing yes. on how they do if they play, they play the slope really well, don't they? So, um, yeah, they've had a, they've had a few changes, haven't they? They've lost um, their halfbacks to other championship clubs, yeah. I think. Um, so they'll have some bedding to do. But they've made a real flagship signing in uh, Sean Lunt mm-hmm. joining from Leeds. That's a big signing for them. A guy that'll be good in their dressing room. So yeah, and I know it's always easy to sit here and, and make your bold predictions on no information, and we don't know how injuries are going to fall. But mm. yeah, um, to start off, I think Batley. Uh, I can't see much out of the ordinary for them. I, I can't see them going down. I, I think they'll be comfortable. Sorry enough, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll challenge a few teams on the day, but I, I don't. I can't see them pushing for the top five. I think we mentioned well. Well, obviously, it's it's been the the, the season, the pre-season of um, of big names coming into in, into the into the game. Um, we obviously with you like Sonny Bill Williams in Super League. Sean Lunt's a massive name to come into the championship and and hopefully he does lead him very well. Last time he was in championship he he led all KR to promotion, so Yeah, they went straight back up, didn't they? Yeah, so it's a very, very astute signing for him. And they've, they've got some decent players all, all around. And as I say, I think I think what you're saying is pretty might to be honest. I don't think they've any danger going down. I think it's Craig Lingard that's in there. Yeah, they had a bit of a a, a change round. Matt Diskin's gone to Oldham, yep, who we'll get on to uh, later on. Uh, but yeah, a bit of a, a bit of a point to prove maybe. But Lingard um, treated quite unfairly for, from Keithley, to be honest. But as I say, which is uh, unusual for for Keithley because there's such a you know an honourable and respectable club. Yeah, so. but I think he'll, he'll he wouldn't necessarily mind because he's come back home. He's got a, he's got a terrace named after him for yeah. his sake. So uh, absolute club legend. Then hopefully, uh, like we have seen with club legends that have gone back to coach their team, um, it won't ruin the legacy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Kieran Cunningham found out the hard way that 
just having a stadium outside sometimes ain't enough if you're uh, if your team's struggling is yeah it? very much so uh, and then we're going to turn to the next one which is Jews I mean Bradford uh, Bradford Bulls um, who are let's just uh, let's not be around the bush they're playing in Jewsbury they're playing in Jewsbury um, rightly or wrongly whatever you, your point of view there they are going to be spending at least 12 months at the Ram Stadium um, seeing how the other half live shall we say Um Bit of a transitional year, shall we say, for Bradford. If we're gonna, if we're gonna be quite kind, to be honest, because um, off the field problems and so on and so forth, uh, and with a, an out list as long as your arm, it's gonna be a bit tricky. But some of the um, some of the signs that they, they have made, some they, they, they are pretty decent. Anthony England is very good at this level, um, but it's the ones that have left field which are gonna make the mark, isn't it? Yeah. According to the outs list, I mean, they've, they've lost 16 first-team players and only replaced them with two, so I, I would assume, more than anything, they'll probably be relying on a lot of dual registration because the finances obviously aren't great over there. I was going to say out odd, so it's now at the Tetley Stadium. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you say, Greg Johnson from Salford's a good signing for them. Obviously, with Hitchcock's going to, um, to Toulouse, that's left a gap for them on the wing, but I can see nothing but a bit of hardship for the Bulls and... As, as we know with Joel Reg, it, it can all be sunshine and rainbows if, if they've got the players to lend you, but if the the parent club has a bit of an injury crisis to call them back in, you, you might be left uh, up the creek. So Are they Joel Reg with anyone? Hull is the one that rings a bell. I know they've, they've, they've got that. quite a few loan signings from Leeds. I think that's the... Um, the outcome of possibly the strangest yeah, of, say, of, yeah. of, of the of the window. V sevens going to Leeds. Well, we can't say strangest of the decade, can't we? It's <laughs> just begun, so. Yes, very much so. But yeah, I think Leeds have. Uh, are utilising the um, their big academy well in terms of getting some of their young ones who are necessarily might be too good for reserve and um, want championship level. And but obviously we managed to nick a, a quality first st- um, team forward for them in Matt Garside, so it's, uh, it's good for us. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him in a fact shirt. Anyway. Yep, definitely. And as uh, do you, do you think? Dare I say? Do you think Bradford could possibly go down this year? Um, oh, it's it's a, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because I, I believe there are weaker teams in the league, but I mean, you never say never. Um, you can always, like, say if you're struggling for squad numbers and and you're relying on dual registration, is always the potential to uh, yeah. to get left behind there. But uh, they always seem to. I, I mean, any any team that's coached by John Keir generally yeah. isn't going to struggle. That's the feather in the cap. It. If anything, like Salford keeping Watson. I think it's I think it's Bradford's best signing is keeping John Keane. Yeah, absolutely. Because he is he is the man master of getting the best out of players. They get in their hundred and ten percent. Now Bradford's squad, let's not make no bones about it, is nowhere near as good as it was last year. But what he will get are those boys fighting and, 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 and playing to the best of their ability. It's very true, but he might not have the tools for the job that he, he thinks he needs. Um, obviously, like we say, they've moved over to Jewsbury. I don't know how many times we're going to get that little dig in this year. But we'll, <laughs> what, we're going to play at Jewsbury there? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of change going on from there. Um, that might have an effect. Things that go off the field can sometimes affect what goes on the field. But um, 
To be honest with you, it's a year for the first time where I've not really worried about the Bulls as much. No, uh, and then that's just being serious for a moment. And if I can be serious for a moment as well, it is going to be a shift change because Odsal Stadium, massive, big, wide, expansive pitch, Jewsbury, postage stamp of a pitch. It's going to take some getting used to, 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 to for, their, for their home comforts. Um, it's, going to, it's, going to, it's going to change possibly the style of play maybe, but we shall see because the next one in the alphabetical order is, when you know it, it's Dewsbury. <laughs> um, they played a pre-season friendly where Dewsbury came out on top. Um, and in terms of their ins and outs, again, very very similar to Batland. We don't necessarily mean geographically. Just a very good, solid championship team I don't, I don't think they're in any danger of going down possibly but I don't think they're going to challenge I think I tipped them to go down last season and they proved me wrong they yeah. managed to string some good results together obviously Lee Green was there who's well known to mm. uh, have Halifax connections having played for the club I think he's from Halifax as well isn't he so yeah um, yeah they're a strange one of Jews but I, I like the fact that they live within the means they're, they're not a big spending club for, with money that they don't have so they never seem to be in danger of losing that lovely ground that they do have now which I think uh, I've seen dubbed at some point that when they play each other in the league Jews and Bradford it's a bit like a mini San Siro derby isn't it? <laughs> you know both playing at the same stadium but um yeah, I mean, they've got Chris Anakin going in from Wakefield. I think he's played there a few times yeah, yeah. on dual registration, gone there full-time. But again, like I say, it's, it's more of a case of they, they may not necessarily be making up the numbers, but they, they might cause a shock on the odd day. But I think it's got Paul Sykes playing for him, and he's he's still a, a class act at this level. He's still, he can still take a team around a pitch. But yeah, you, I, I, I agree, really. They've, they've, they'll, be, they'll be steady away, I reckon. I don't think they'll... They'll root any trees, but I don't think there'll be any danger of going down. To be honest, but that that could we all as we know this about the championship, it could be completely different. Mm. Again, they're they're another team that's lost their half back in Simon Brown, who's dropped down level. They've lost yeah. uh, Rob Warren, who's gone back to Sheffield, and uh, and a couple of other first teamers. So it's all about how the, how the new lads bed in, isn't it? And uh, I think that's a, the same case for every club, really. Yeah, very true. Next, we get on to the first of the big hitters in Featherstone Rovers now. They were one game away of the most unlikely Super League promotion ever, really. And you've got to put, take your hats off to them. They, they play the system very, very well, whether it's the system on the field and also the system off the field with uh, dual registration. They've got a very similar uh, agreement this year as well uh, with, with Leeds, but they've also made some pretty good signings as well. However, one of the biggest departures is the coach. Who's yeah. gone? Who's gone down? Back down under, uh, but uh, he's been replaced by James Webster. Still a pretty, pretty good coach. But I think, what, what do you reckon? Do you think it's, it's gonna they're gonna replicate the success? Because I think what Ryan Carr brought to Featherstone was a real swashbuckling type of rugby last year. Um, James Webster teams in the past haven't necessarily been that kind of way. Do you think? Do you think it's a, it's a, a, a tall ask for Featherstone to replicate the success? Well, it's a hard one to predict, really, because we sat here this time last year when Feather on the knees, they were struggling for, um, you know, um, for money and scrambling around to try and make the finances work, and it looked, you know, a week before the season like they wouldn't have a team ready to go, and then they go from that at the start of the year to uh, to making a grand final. So who, who really knows? But in terms of recruitment, I think. Uh, Fev have got to be up there with any other team in the yeah. league, like you say. Um, they've made some big signings. I think a, a massive one there, um, and another player that every team will want, want to keep their eye on when he's uh, 
when he's in the backfield is Craig Hall yeah um, massive Quite sign for them um, Brett Ferris has gone there as well obviously mm. with the Leeds connection he'll, uh, he'll be going in their pack um, I really like that Jufre. I was French just about to say signed from Batley yeah. um, he, he had a really good game against us last year seems to be uh, getting some good reviews um, and then the Parata the uh, the hooker from yeah. Toulouse is, a, is a, a wily character and obviously with them losing Cameron King um, to back down under yeah so, yeah so. They've managed to plug their uh, plug the gaps in the squad with pretty solid, decent players and a few uh, a few stars, and not really lost that many. So yeah, I would I would be surprised if Fev didn't challenge for the five again. Um, maybe not a grand final this year. It all depends on obviously, like you say, a new coach um, getting the chance to get his system embedded in time. And and as we know, if you sometimes have a disrupted pre-season have a slow start it can cost you so who knows I think um, I think every team in the league will be watching out for February so. yeah, oh for sure yeah the the, the, the car will definitely be marked after last year um, and again it, a lot of it does depend on which dual reg players come in because we saw last year about the success of Carl McClellan if, if Leeds don't tend to use him then they'll be daft really but I think they're going to have to because uh, I think Chisholm's got a two game ban aren't he yep. um, for rounds two and three which is the way the disciplinary works but you know that's a story for another day <laughs> um, so yeah I think they'll utilise it as, as any any club would in that position with uh, with obviously the decent youngsters that, that Leeds have and the quality that they have in their academy so yeah but yeah that's the, definitely one of the first big hitters there um, shall we do the mighty facts now or shall we wait till the end to do them it is alphabetical it is alphabetical shall, shall we mess with the system or carry on I don't know. You, it is your show, it Michael. Is, it is our show. It is our <laughs> show. Let's let's leave until the end because we can have a good old good old discussion. Gonna start singing then. Good old Save discussion. The best for <laughs> not not just yet. Not uh, another big hitter, uh, Lee Centurions. It's never dull over over leeway, is it? In terms of pre-seasons. Yeah, there always uh, seems to be plenty going on. Plenty of uh, again decent youngsters from Super League clubs spiling around there. Another another team where this time last year we were like how are they even going to make the first game yeah. and then you know obviously they, uh, they made the playoffs losing out narrowly to I, th- I think they lost to uh, to York yes so I think they'll be looking to have a, a no, good season the again was the, oh it was lost the the over there, there. yes um, and obviously John Duffy's there um, had a year to to get his message across and I think there's uh, again a couple of decent signs been made there. Ben Helliwell from London's a good one, mm. um, and obviously Danny Abbey will be familiar to those that, that follow the Super League game and the Championship game, having played with KR and Bradford. So very much so. But then they've got the the, the ace in the pack, so to speak. They've got Jared Summit there, arguably the the, the, the signing of the of the preseason so far. Um, plenty of clubs are after him, and uh, one of them might have been Halifax if you believe everything that you read or hear. Um, but yeah, Lee. Are definitely going to be up there. Nicky, very very good home support. John Duff is a very is a great coach, um, and yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be there and thereabouts. It'd be a very big surprise if Leeds don't uh, Leeds if Leeds don't make the playoffs. Yeah, they're hard to beat at their place. I mean, I, I'm trying to remember the last time we went to Leeds and won. It's been uh, it's been quite a few years. Uh, I think the one to watch out for those guys is uh, is the Wigan halfback Josh Woods. Yeah. on loan there. He's um, he's really fast rising player in the game young lad um, with a good head on his shoulders and really outplayed us on his own a bit last year mm. so um, yeah I think if um, if I'm game planning for Lee I think 
not only am I keeping an eye on Sam, but there's a, there's a few other guys out there that can do there some is, damage. The spot for choice because uh, Martin Rudyard's going going round again. He's just had his testimonial. Very well done. Uh, and we, we've said it before, he's he's uh, been one of the best championship players of, of the last decade. And we can't actually say the last decade there. Mm. Um, and he's still going to be class on his day. Um, but you've also got the likes of Samer, you've got Danny Addy who can cover those half-back positions there. Uh, and obviously Josh Wood's there too. Um, moving on, we're doing alphabetical order. We've got the team that unfortunately got relegated from the Super League last year in the cruelest of cruel circumstances. What was it? Four teams on who could have gone down on one night, something, something daft like that. And one London were playing Wakefield and Hull KR winning all. Yeah, real drama, like, yeah. like what we've always dreamt of. Like, and so. yeah, and, and they did so much better than anyone anticipated. It just shows what a fantastic job Danny Ward and his, his squad did. Uh, but speaking of the squad, they have been decimated the, the vultures have come and picked apart the players but they're a full time team they've got they've got they've made some very very good signings going down there but also what the feather in the cap is what Danny Wall's been screaming about for the last few years is that they've got good youngsters coming through uh, and they, they, that's where they're going to be really really strong down there on the plastic pitch down uh, um, down in Enfield they're always going to be tough down there but they've, they've signed very very well uh, first of all we've got Corey Aston there who is who's done very well with his um Cass experience into the Super League um, and he's always been a dangerous player down, down in the Championship who, who else do you reckon? Um, I think the main one the one that I was really surprised to see him move actually was Reese Curran uh, the back row yep. from Toulouse the Aussie really good player um, Oli Ashall Bott as well as left uh, Wisner C yeah, 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 before his understand. injury was a, a fast rising youngster wasn't he so but yeah I, th- I think your point about the thing about London they always have that camaraderie they always speak about mm. the camaraderie because especially for the, the northern lads that go down there to play you're all together it's us against the world sort of mentality and I think they'd had that building for a few years under Henderson and obviously then Danny Ward took over and, and continued that great work and, and got them promoted um, unfortunately they just fell short at the end but mm. I think I totally agree with your point where they've, they've had the, the heart and spine of that team ripped out um, you look at the names that have gone out and it's just uh, it was their main players from last yeah. year Abdul Kia Morgan Pitts Walker Williams yeah. Yates it's just a but big the one benefit they do have is the full time so if they do want to get a new system with new players in they have yeah. got the, the time and resources to do it look I don't think anyone will be writing London off again no yet. no um, yeah they, they might have just been relegated and it might be a readjustment year in the championship or they might be looking to go straight back up who knows but one thing's for certain that pitch down there gives them an advantage they'll be using Definitely. using that to a, their advantage at every opportunity they get so um, yeah I think it's uh, it's a funny one London I think they can go one or two ways I think they'll either challenge to lose at the top but obviously we're going to come on to full predictions in a bit um, or sort of flitter around and maybe sort of scraping on, on this yeah side. true and they said very similar to what we said about Bradford in their best thing was keeping John Keir London's best thing was keeping Danny Ward because in my opinion extremely unlucky to, to miss out um, on coach of the year along with um, Ian Watson for, for if, it, yeah. if London had stayed up Danny Ward would have should have oh, got I think he should have got it anyway yeah it, it was amazing what he did but this is 2020 we're talking about they're back in the championship um, and hopefully we we do well down there well hopefully when we go down there they rearrange the game it's the same day as the uh, European 
final, isn't it? Oh, is it Euro 2020? Right, okay. Well, at Wembley, which you have to pass to get to the stadium, which you can see from uh, from the ground. Yeah, blimey, that's a that's a right kind of worms there. So, we'll 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 see how that plays out in the weeks and months going forward. Absolutely. Um, new ones, newbies, Oldham going from League One from the playoff final there uh, another one who play on the plastic pitch don't they is that do they play on no they're at Stalebridge aren't they oh we're going back to Stalebridge right oh it's a great ground love yeah, that I ground love really a nice ground there um, and good to see all them back very very um, traditional team there and uh, uh, they've done they've done well to get up as I mentioned before Matt Diskin's coming uh, to be coached there to take over from, from Scott Naylor. Um, they've they've got some youngins, and they say they've they've got Adam Brook from Halifax, um, who found out found his chances very limited with Halifax, but Oldham have taken a punt on him, and hopefully he does he does well there, along with another oldie in terms of George Sharif from if you remember that vintage uh, Sharif brothers playing for Fax. It's been a while, <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, the, I'll, I'll say it right now. I think they're going to struggle. I think. The gap between the Championship and League One is quite big. Um, they've got a lot of continuity there, and, and what you can say about Matt Diskin's teams is that they will fight, they will, they'll challenge for every play the ball and set and tackle and everything like that. But I just can't see them doing much really. But they're another team a bit like Swinton. You know, they, they seem to have a shock in them yeah. uh, against a really big team. You look at, I think they went to Hulkar and won in the cup. They did a couple of years ago, yeah. yeah. They did, and then I think Olden did something similar. So. Yeah, I I think to a degree they could shock a few people, but in my opinion, I, I don't think they've signed enough starting championship quality players to be able to to make a real go of not uh, footing up the table. Really, mm. no. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. To be honest, let's say one team, well, two teams have to go down in that. But again, we, we shall see. Strange things have happened. They, they, they've got and team spirit, as we know, can carry a team very, very far. But and, just and the new coach factor coming in as well, trying be, to yeah. impress him. You know, the, some of the guys that might have been mm. there for a while, it might energise them. But they could have that bounce and say Scott Naylor did a very, very good job at uh, League One level. Matt Diskin did as, as proven championship coach. Maybe that's what they've gone for. They want that actual proven championship grip there. But just we don't know yet. But hopefully, hopefully they have a very, very good season. Um, moving on to Sheffield Eagles, um, the team that out the mighty facts start off with this coming weekend. Um, it's never, it's never, it's never dull until the pre-season. There, they've they are the reigning 1895 Cup winners. They've had a rebrand. Uh, they've got a new stadium on the horizon, if you believe all the reports there. But for the moment, they still the Olympic legacy. Uh, Village there, and they've made some decent signings. Once more, they 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 certainly know how to live within the means of Sheffield. And um, straight straight off the bat, I can see um, Isaac Farrell is a is a really good sign. I think I think he's I think he's um, a crackerjack of a player. Uh, he's playing alongside his brother. There'll also be a bit of a family affair, um, but they've also got the Warrior back as well. He's back to his second home. Is 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 Rob Warrensy? Yeah, Sheffield are very much a team that are sort of built in their coach's image, aren't they? You know, Mark Aston's sort of hardworking. Yeah, were a hardworking player with a bit of skill and um, very well drilled. You know, really um, tough as they come mentally. So I think that'll filter down. Um, he seems to have this thing of personalities because what you see with a lot of the guys that signed back at Sheffield, like you say, people like Rob Warrensy, um, Scott Wielden, 
Frankie Mariano, they're players that have played at Sheffield before. He trusts them. He yeah. knows what's getting out of them. So, yeah, he seemed to get a lot of ex-Sheffield players going back there over and over again. I think he, uh, he picks them more on people than he does on players. Um, in regards to the lads that have lost, I think they'll, they'll miss Ben Blackmore, yeah. um, who's gone to Fev. I think um, Patch Walker retiring will leave a hole in their halves um, and obviously the other parts of the spine. Sheffield are a funny one. They're, they're again. They're either brilliant and they win the eighteen ninety five cup, or they're rubbish and they, yeah. and they filter away. So you know we've had games where we've scraped past them by two, and then we've had games where we've nilled them fifty two nil. So yeah, it, they're a total enigma. But again, on the day they can beat anyone. Of course, yeah. They've got this. They've still got Anthony Thacker there as well, who's on his day is the best, one of the best halfbacks in the championship. So um, they, they, again, certainly not boring at Sheffield. And I think again, it's it's one of those. The, the thing about this championship is it's so hard to predict. And as we said before, it's completely bonkers. There, are, as we'll get on to our like mini predictions for, for for the league table, there's there's probably about three or four which you think yes they'll definitely champion chomp uh, the bit for the title. The rest of them is kind of like well, so season, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, where, where, where they finish, um, and then again another one of these is Swinton. Swinton, they've done marvellous for the last few years, and they, I, I love it over Sail Away, or, or, over there, um, and they are definitely still Swinton and not Manchester. The, the failed rebrand uh, that happened there um, but again it's it's one of those Stuart Littler has got a, a good bunch there however they have lost their shining star in terms of Matty Ashton yeah um, and but again it's the it's, it's one of those it's, they, they've got a good group together and as you mentioned with Sheffield they're capable of, of making an upset of Halifax more than most know um, yeah, they, they use the dual reg really well as well we've seen a lot of um, <coughs> Wigan starlets um, mm. playing over at Swinton scoring hat-tricks and bags full of tries against us over the years so I think they'll utilise that um, as much as they can they've had a lot of a lot of shifts off the field haven't they not just the, the, the sort of um, failed branding as you mentioned but you know they've had directors leave and they've called for new new sponsors and everything so they, they seem to go through a bit of a hard time off the field and obviously we wish them well um, in, when getting back to on the field like you said Matty Ashton totally came from nowhere he was always going to get picked up by the Super League I think um, on paper they're another one that, that might be fighting it out at the bottom I think the they're probably more battle hardened and ready for that having been through it the last couple of years yeah. and know what it takes and Stuart Little knows what it takes to uh, to stay in the league and, and as we saw last year we went over there they, they absolutely played us off the park with did, a yeah. great brand of rugby so the championship's a great league anyone really can beat anyone at any time if you turn up half cut and half baked you will get turned over definitely but that is very much the case uh, next on we come to Toulouse Olympique another big hitter and again it's they just steamroller on don't they um, very little change there they've lost, they've lost a couple of decent players but they brought in some big names alongside the likes of Ford and um, Corella it's just are they, are they the ones to beat do you reckon yeah I think they're the strongest team in the league aren't yeah, they yeah. I think obviously um, the fact that they play on the continent and every team has to travel over there has had some adversity to go through I think um, I think I think they'll go really well this year. I can see on top of the table. Yeah. Um, you mentioned in terms of signings. I think Frank Winterstein from Penrith is is unbelievable to see him He's turning out in the championship. Um, they've lost some 
really good starters like we mentioned before Curran that went to London Tyler Heppy stepped up into the Super League to go to Cass um, and Parata went to Fev but apart from that they've kept the, the core of the players together yeah. really good core players that obviously as we know maybe dropped off a bit towards the end having um, got so close the year before it's a bit of a make or break I think we said this last year it's a bit of a make or break season for them with Toronto having now gone up and yeah. London being sort of stripped back and a couple of other clubs sort of with, with a lot of changes this is the year when they I think they have to go for promotion yeah I think given, given the age of Ford and Corella as well they need, they need to push on but they are pushing forward they've moved into the Ernest Wallen brilliant, brilliant news uh, yeah they're, they're sharing they're sharing with the the rugby unions and it's, it's a fantastic stadium the the one up at the by the airport I've forgotten the name the, 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 the area escapes with violence now Stad Anastasiel Blagnac yes Blagnac that's the one it was falling literally falling to bits lovely little say, picturesque stadium but very very poor conditions long way away from the city yeah, yeah it was yeah it was it, it's a good start off with but it, it needed an uplift but the new stadium is absolutely fantastic just on the outskirts of town and yeah I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to going and, uh, once more uh, hopefully nowhere near as bad as it was last time <laughs> um, yeah. on to the uh, well third to last actually and the new UB Whitehaven good to see them back love going up to Whitehaven uh, not necessarily coming back when you've lost but very hospitable place there um, and it's always a tough place to go I think that's Oldham at Staley Bridge is a, a, quite a nice place to go to, I reckon. Whitehaven, very, very tough. And their big headline is 40-year-old Jamie Thackeray still going along. He actually played Firefax, I think, in the last in the last century to Jamie Thackeray. I think he was certainly on the books there. but Yeah, he's been around a long time, hasn't he? Yeah, um, Whitehaven, obviously, very famous club in, in rugby league. Heartlands and Heritage, um, been in the league quite recently. Seems weird we got rid of one Cumbrian team and another one came up to replace it with Barrow going down, obviously. Mm. Um, coming up, it's, uh, it's a lovely place to go and watch rugby, but like you say, if the weather's not on your side, it's it's a very, very hard place to go yes. and watch rugby. Um, but again, with the signings they've made, they've only made four signings in. They've lost one out who was Carl Forster, who... Um, Play coach, was play coach at Rochdale um, earlier last then year. Then he got sacked and then went back to Whitehaven, didn't he? Yeah. So, um, in re- in regards to signings that they've made, and and when you look at how strong some of the other teams are in the league, I think it's between sort of them and and Oldham for who finishes bottom. To be honest, yeah. It, I'd like to be proven wrong because uh, the Maras, as they call themselves, yeah, fantastic people. If you get chance to uh, oh, to talk brilliant. to any Whitehaven fans when you're out and about, um, they're always good for a chat and a laugh, and uh, just very lovely warm people so uh, it's glad, glad to see them back yeah the, 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 I completely agree it's always going to be tough for the, for the two newbies into the competition to, to stake a claim and stay in the division but strange things have happened and um, there, there'll be ones to there'll certain ones to watch and say it's, it's, it's never a nice feeling coming back from you've been watching the Twilight time. Zone recently everything stranger things have happened uh, well have you not I've seen the championship last few years <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very, what we keep saying yeah. about these things um, <laughs> And then strange things have happened with the next team, Witness Vikings. Now, they've had a tumultuous year. They've had the year from hell, possibly. But as we kind of said last year about Lee, it's a, I think Witness fans are glad they've actually got a team to support, given what's happened in the last 12 months. And what a team to support when it's coached by Tim Bloody Sheens. 
how the hell have they managed to... <laughs> Well, they gain a wage and, and he was uh, signing on, wasn't he? So, um, no, obviously, massive name in the game, Tim Sheen's mm. having coached the Kangaroos. Um, he's, got, he's got to have some tricks up his sleeve. They've been through a lot in the last year, where, again, where they were this time last year, it looked like they were set to go straight back up into Super League. It wasn't yeah. the case with the finances. Um, and I think they've, they've finally realised that you can't run with a full-time Super League no. squad in the Championship unless your backing's there. Um but yeah, they've made some good signings though. They've they've realised that, you know, maybe they go for quality over quantity. Um, they've lost the likes of Gellin, who was on a big wage and replaced him with people like looking at Logan Tompkins, great signing. Mm. Um, Liam Cooper from St Helens played with us last year. Yeah, yeah. alongside Shane Green yeah, as well. Ooh, ah, we lost a song. Yeah. So that was a sad day. But um, Jack Johnson from Warrington, yeah, um, good player, really good player, um, who's got massive potential. So yeah, they've they've made some really good signs. It's all a case of how do they gel, how do they deal with adversity. Um, obviously, they've lost Tom Gilmore to us as well. They have. Who's been a big part of their um, attack for a very long time. Um, but they're another team. Plastic pitch has a massive impact. If you've mm. got an aging squad, it's uh, it's not good on the old joints and knee bones. So. I can see them doing pretty well at home. Away, it's anyone's guess, but it's another one. If they deal well with injuries, who's to say they can't make the playoffs? Yeah. Warrington, Jewel Reds as well. Of course, they? yeah. They, they, they've got a lot of things going for them at the moment, but I think I think even the the most uh, cynical witness fan will take a year of uh, consolidation rather than yeah, flirting relegation, that. that sort of thing. They've got a club there, they're going to build onto it, and they've learnt the lessons of trying to plough the money into there. Um, la- well, I was going to say last one, at least we're not to mention artifacts. Last alphabetically, anyway, is the York City Knights. Um, the surprise package, but very much deserved surprise package last year um, James Ford coach of the year there um, he's done a fantastic job and he's and to be honest they've added quality on quality really they're, they're certainly um, looking strong there they've taken two of our two of our good ones in terms of Will Sharp and Ben Johnston Ben Johnston um, having his dream partnership with his best mate Conor Robinson there um, what, what do you reckon do you think they're going to go playoff playoffs again or do you think it's going to be the cards marked people don't uh, know what to it's, expect it's a tough one isn't it because everyone will always say you'd accept them, uh, expect them to have a bit of a sophomore slump um, mm. but they've, they've added some Super League experience which again is not only massive on the field but massive in the dressing room yeah. and the way that you carry yourself as a part time team Chris Clarkson going there really good signing mm. uh, again up there for one of the best in the championship for me alongside Jimmy Kynos who's even though he's on loan yeah um, how is Jimmy Kynos playing championship I, I don't know how half the people playing championship this year he is he is honestly he's one of my favourite players in Super League is Kynos I think he's been given the rough, rough end of the whip but it, it just shows what a good league championship is if you can attract the, the, the players and the quality of Jimmy Kynos and Chris Clarkson to, to the league but just going back to your point that you made previously I think I think this year might be a year that they maybe get found out a little bit I think mm. they, they, they kind of took people by surprise a bit with the sort of speed and the tactics that they had last year Yeah, um, having come up from League One maybe people were just sort of expecting them to sit back and, and get rolled over and it worked the case they did really well and I think we described them as sort of riding a crest of a wave of positivity didn't they and uh, yeah but can that last again? I mean, we've been there in pre-season. We've we've sort of gone toe to toe. Excuse me, toe to toe with them already. Toe to toe, toe to toe. Thinking about Africa, toe to. 
you know, so we know that they're beatable um, on the day. But again, anyone could beat anyone. Did they make the playoffs for mine? Not this time, but uh, I think they'll, Ooh, right, I think they'll okay. be very close. Yep. They've got the new stadium as well, so that yep. could, it could help them in terms of making a fortress, but it could be completely foreign to him yeah so, obviously a, a lot of change up, upheaval and you know moving everything mid-season can always be a bit of a nightmare can't it so of course it can uh, and then we move on to Halifax however we shall do that after myself and Rick are taking a quick couple of minutes break and we'll see you on the other side Hello and welcome back to the second part of Talking the Facts of Life uh, with myself, Mike Haig and Rick Farrell in our secret bunker. We've not said that for a while. Secret location. Secret yeah. location in internet land. Um, we've, this is our championship preview show. We've uh, previewed all 13 of our opposition. Let's get on to the boys themselves. The mighty facts. The man, the men, the men, the man, the man in blue and white hoops taking to the field once again. Uh, and we'll have a bit longer than that because this is a Halifax hint of a podcast. I like I like that term actually. I'm going to use that again. Um, but we just fresh off the meet the players night uh, that we had down the share um, this week, shall we say? Um, and I thought it was a very very good night. Matt Shaw, friend of the show, did a very very jo- good job comparing. Uh, and it was good, it's good to see not just the new players but also the 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 players that are already uh, there. Um, what do you reckon? In, t- in terms of a generalised view, are you happy with the squad that we've assembled? Do you think it's Do you think it's going to be a, a, a one where we're going to It's going to be a consolidation, or do you think we have got the capability of pushing towards those playoffs? It's so hard to say, isn't it? Because at this time of year, you just don't. I mean, if we could predict the future, we wouldn't be in the secret bunker where we'd be in Hollywood. <laughs> we'd be in our ivory tower. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a funny one, really, because I'm, I'm really happy with the signs we've got. The one thing that sort of shone across last night is they were all talking about the different mentality that yeah. even the lads that have been here before seem to have going this year. We've got a different coach with different ideas. So, yeah, I mean, we've changed the spine of the team. Mm-hmm. The ball seems, from what we've seen in pre-season, seems to be coming out faster and, yeah. and the points of attack. And, and if we're up for it, there's no reason why we can't go on and kick on. We've been written off, so that's another tick in the box. Yeah. You know, we love it. We love being underdogs. Mm. Um, we've got a young, hungry squad with some Super League experience around it, and we've got some X Factor. So, yeah, I think it all depends on dual registration for me. Yeah, across the league, it, you never know who you're going to get one week to the next, um, and and it will have a massive bearing, especially this year mm. with um, with the funding being cut and the loan signing likely to be. Um, obviously different with the reserves yep. uh, system in Super League coming in so yeah it's, it's pretty hard to say and I know it's, it's one of them you say in your preview show oh I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> but, um, but yeah I, I hope for the best plan for the worst and uh, I'll be there every week shouting them on to Vic oh of course you and me both I think that the, the overriding feeling I got is one that we're, we're ready we're ready to go the players they look biting at the bit they, look, they still look quite relaxed as well which, which is good to see they're not like ooh, like rabbits in the headlights but I'm just feeling that they just they know the jobs they've had a really really good pre-season they've obviously had lots of good chats with Simon Griggs most likely one-on-one but also as a team as well yeah. and they know what they're doing obviously you you get a closer look at them and stuff with, with, with the way that you do but um, 
from from the outside looking in, they just look like the 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 team spirit's there. They're looking like they they, they, they know the roles. They know the roles. They know exactly what they're going to do. And the new lads have integrated in very very well. I was really impressed with. Tom Gilmore from what he was saying like he just comes across a bloke where he's like yeah I know I'm, I'm, I know I'm good I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out he there and prove it play, he? That's I want to go out there and prove it and if if him and Morel it can click and the early signs there are good I think will be will surprise a lot of teams I said that before in in, in other things I said that to um, to Ben on the championship podcast which I'll plug 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 <laughs> uh, that I, th- I think we've got the capability of surprising people are we going to win the league? Probably not. Are we going to go down? Definitely not. I think we are going to do our best. And I think we've got a set of 20-odd lads, 25, 26 lads, who are going to... The, one thing's for sure, there's going to be no lack of effort there. Yeah, they're going to bust bust a gut. I nearly said something else there. They're going to bust <laughs> a gut for the club out there and for the cause. And yeah. they all, they've all bought into Grix's ideas of how, how he wants to play and everything like that. So... And again, the one thing that, that seemed to shine through was the confidence that they've got in each other yeah. and that camaraderie. And, and, and as you know, it can it can be worth four points in a close game, can that? So, of course it can. The one thing from pre-season that really stood out for me was goal-line defence was unbelievable. Mm. I think in the York game, I think we defended eight, maybe nine sets on our line. Right. Same in the whole game. Uh, yeah, we did, Cavs yes. Injury, I think we defended five or six sets on our line and never looked like folding so I mean if you can do that in pre-season before you get a chance to study your film and study your opposition then uh, yeah we're in a good place aren't we yeah. I'm just I'm, I'm of the oak at the minute of the let's just keep calm let's just take each game as it comes I know it's cliches all heck release <laughs> full of cliches isn't it though absolutely you, you've just got to try and win every game and if, and if we try and win every game and we go in with the attitude to win every game I don't think we'll go far wrong yeah I think Greeks nailed it in his little interview with Matt where he said I think it's kind of a, a little bit of a twist of what you just said there if we p- try and perform to the best of our ability the, the the wins will come we've got quality players and I think that's what we've got to try and I think that's what we've got to believe in ourselves yeah we don't want to shout from the rooftops oh, I thought I was going to win the league whatever. but you look on the, the, from, from 1 to 20 odd or 31 as Kevin Leroy has picked we've got quality all over the field you've got a good mix of old heads with likes of with the best of respect old heads um, Scott Griggs um, we've got Scott Griggs there Steve Tyra Scott Morrell um, Jacob Fairbank he's not necessarily a youngster anymore yeah. but yeah that's we've, we've got those guys there sprinkled with your youngsters your likes of I was going to say his nickname yeah. there, Conor McGrath <laughs> uh, but then also like you, the, the, the raw ones like Paul Brearley Paul Brearley might not necessarily be a youngster but he's still new, new into the professional game alongside your, your Davis twins and, and Sean Jones there we've also got seasoned professionals that have just come like Matty Garside with a point yeah. to prove as well that look hungry and ready to work so I mean we've not been short of grafters but we seem to have a higher standard of it maybe yeah currently so yeah I'm, I'm really optimistic but I've, we've all been here before and we've said that you know, <laughs> we're going to win the league nothing's won by April and whatnot. So. oh no it isn't no but going back to your point there we've just we've gone on we've done a championship preview we've talked about ins and outs you mentioned two players there Gilmore and Garside they could walk into any championship team and they and they are at Halifax and I'm I'm chuffed beyond bits that we've got. We've got them there. Um, 
I don't. I'll, I'll say. I'll say one more time. We, we, and I'll say it throughout the season. The correlation between pre-season 2015 when Marshall came in and this one, it, it's no coincidence. It's like, it's like the stars are aligning. The stars are aligning for us to have a really, really good season. What that season looks like in terms of league table finishes, I don't know yet. But personally, as an IFAS fan, I will be chuffed to make the playoffs and that be anything else is a bonus. I totally agree. I think the one thing that we haven't taken into account when discussing where we think people are going to finish and how injuries are going to fall and whatnot are the two cup competitions because yeah. obviously they're going to be midweek the challenge cup's been moved forward so that's obviously going to start earlier and, yeah. and the game's going to come thick and fast and with no reserves this year who do we send where so it's going to be interesting to see for me how he manages his squad um, it's going to be easy to keep some of the um, maybe lads on the edge of the squad happy because yeah. there's, there's more games and more chance for them to do and as, as you've mentioned um, if they're not playing for Halifax they have a chance to go play for Hunslet or Hunslet Reserves as well which is good getting game time exactly and we, we've seen that this pre-season we've seen Uddersfield uh, one of their pre-season games they used Chapman Smith uh, Connor Davis was it I believe so and I'm sure there was someone else uh, there but they, it shows they Fraser um, Stroud, wasn't it? It was it Stroud, yeah. right? It shows the really good um, agreement we've got with Uddersfield and, and Unsley because, as we've seen in pre-season, Ollie Roberts, he came in and did a really good job for York. and yeah, he's made uh, a squad for Sheffield. He's made a squad for this weekend as well. So, again, we've, we've, we've mentioned in the preview about teams use the dual reg system and how Featherston Featherston got within 80 minutes of, of, of Super League using the system fantastically other teams use it why not use it it's about it's about time in here we've got we've got to play the game we've got we've got to play the system a little bit and yes we've had some really, really good players and I think with in hindsight we've kind of been a bit too loyal in terms of some of the players that we've had where we could have had dual reg players of a better quality to be honest I'm not going to name any names because it'd be completely unfair but it's the, the, the at the end of the day Super League players are Super League players for a reason and we, we have had the opportunity well again outside looking I don't know what Marshall's had but we've had agreements with Salford and Castleford and Hull KR where yeah. we could have had Super League players um, but I think we've been a little bit too proud yeah, of totally, our players I totally agree do with reckon, that do you reckon that's a do you think I'm thinking too harsh there no not at all because if you, if you think about the ethos of the club it was always reserves structure yeah. from academy uh, or amateur club all the way up to first team so if you're going to preach that and then be replacing people with a Joe Reg lad that's uh, just looking for a bit of game time it, it sort of goes against your whole ethos of what you're trying to build but at the same time like you say is it a, was it a pride before the fall kind of thing had we gone a bit further than we should have done with some certain players again not naming any names because it's not fair but yeah I think you saw it with some of the lads we got at certain points over the years that they can come in and make a big difference if they buy into it obviously yeah. and we've seen we've seen quite a lot of that um Recently, with lads coming at a bit like Big Will Ma, yeah, Ken of course, Lord, yeah, uh, really bought in. So yeah, I, I think it's it's one of those, especially with the way that the uncertainty around the TV deal and the money and the funding and all that. If you can use it this year, you have to, especially because we've got no direct link reserves, shall we say? Yeah. Obviously, we've got a pool of players between Hunslet, us, and, and Uddersfield yeah. that aren't going to be used on a match day and hopefully Simon Griggs is wily enough to think 
let's let's pick an example. Tom Holmes. Let's say if Tom Holmes is available, he's not being he's going to play for us. Field would be daft not to at least entertain the fact that we've got a, a super league player here who could make a difference between winning and losing but these are the ins and outs aren't they because if, if your two lads in front of him are playing well why do you take one out to a sure, and again he, he goes through what happened through the season I think it's what scenario by scenario of course it is got uh, to be. and I think what uh, the, the point I'm, I'm trying to make is a really good thing you, you, you said there about two lads who are playing well I think we were too proud, proud before, where there were, there were fans' favourites who who weren't necessarily playing well in positions where we could have had players from a higher level. There, I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not as close to the club. It's just from the, again from the out from a punter's point of view. And don't get me wrong, I'd love to see Halifax get Supley playing with 13 Halifax lads starting and, and actual genuine Halifax players, but. Featherston near the end got Supley. Do you think they're like going, oh, we're a lot of Leeds players? No, they've bought into it. It's a bit of a difference because Featherston and Leeds are completely intrinsically linked. Because you know, James Webster's on the coaching staff at Leeds and so on yeah, and so forth. Yeah, Ryan Carr was last year. Yeah, it's, it, they've got a really, really good agreement going. It's for the for, for the greater good for yeah, uh, Featherston's up there. Well, do, do we want to see Halifax playing Supley? Yes. Is it one of those where we've got to kind of cut our pride to get there possibly but from what the meet the players and I showed is that we've got a good squad I'm impressed with the squad that we've got yeah I'm looking forward to it um, yeah, did excited. Just, just on a bit of a tangent there was an announcement at the um, meet the players night um, one of uh, the longest serving or oh, career spanning players in the squad um, has been handed a testimonial Scott, yes Scott Griggs very well done Facts fullback has been awarded a testimonial by the RFL mm, yes um, and he said he actually held it back a few years because he wanted to have it at Halifax so oh what a, a good lad that was a nice touch um, but yeah we'll we'll, uh, we'll be giving some more details of that I think he says it, it gets fully announced on Sunday but he gave everyone yes. a bit of a sneak peek there so uh, yes very many much so. many congratulations to him he's been a great servant to the game it would be and hopefully let's, uh, let's see if we can use our power to get him on this podcast let's see what we can do as I say it's very early days in this podcast but given, given the things that we might possibly be able to do this year it could be on bigger and better things we could actually get some players on here so if you are listening you like the page and everything if you want to come on, let us know. Yeah, if you are listening, those nameless players, there weren't any of you guys. You know? <laughs> the thing about not having a name is you don't know who they are. <laughs> um, another announcement at the, uh, the, the, the the Meet the Players now, but it's also kind of been going through on social media, is the, is the new programme. Yeah. The new programme is uh, very long overdue in terms of a programme, but the, the, the best thing I th- found about it is, well, there's two things. One, it's only a quid, which is, Great value for a program. Absolutely. Um, also, it's going to be available digitally on 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 your phone, which is going to be brilliant. Oh, it's a game changer. It's it's fantastic. Like I'll I'll be reading that before if 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 it's if it's available to download on on the the day of the game. I'll be reading it in the morning. I mean, in the morning, I'm having my breakfast, that that sort of thing. I might pick up a paper copy as well. You never know. We've got to move with the times, and I think it's it's really good that we've we've Grassonell and Tony Lee's done fantastically well to, as well as other sponsors we've got on, uh, and as well as a certain other person in the room. Right, <laughs> <it up>. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get to that. Don't you worry. Uh, I'm on about the actual concept trick here. Uh, but yes, the re- the words that you read will be, of course, Ricardo Farrell's. Uh, but Sorry. yes, very well done. 
Very well done, Squire. Yeah, it, look, it looks really well, doesn't it? I think everyone's really pleased with how it's, uh, it's turned out, and we can't wait for you to, to pick up a copy. Make sure you grab one at the ground. Definitely. Even if you download a copy, get one in the ground as well. A okay. copy goes straight to the club as well. The fantastic thing as well is they put it in the courier last year for the extra circulation, but again, you have to be near Halifax to be able to get one. Yeah. We've got people from China, from, you know, you've been telling me all the time we're a Belgium, please, podcast. Whoever's listening in Belgium, I'll, 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 I'll cut off here. If you're listening in Belgium, please get in touch. I want to know who you are because it's just bonkers. That, 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 obviously, I know people who listen in Australia and, 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 and other far-flung corners of the world sometimes because of work and stuff, but Belgium... Really weird, but yeah, you, the, the, the point's making is great. Anyone, I mean, if I anyone from anywhere can can pick up a copy and read it, which is great. Yeah, definitely, and it's, it's something that you can save on the phone, and, it, and it's it's great if it, if it's available on the day of the game. That is the game changer of a program on your mobile because you can read it uh, before you even get to the ground. Yeah, you can read it as you sat in the pub before the game or while you're having your breakfast or dinner or something oh, like you're that. on the way to the ground yeah, or, or, or on the bus or yeah really really very well done but oh, I'll give a big shout out to all the guys at Snowflake Media for uh, for their work on it as well they did fantastic yeah, I saw the little interview they did with Tony Lee on the on, on yeah. Facebook really really well done and say it just highlights the really good work that's been done off the field um, by Tony Lee uh, Pete McEncroft and the um well, yeah, they've the come up with a few concepts. I don't know if you've heard. There's a new competition running this year. Yeah. So um, every game day, I think it, it starts off fifty pounds. Um, and the competition is if um, the ball hits the upright, the post, or the crossbar from a conversion, a kick, or a drop goal, um, either side. Um, if you've tweeted in with the um, Halley Cash. Hashtag checking on, on Facebook and well, checking on Facebook and Twitter. All the all the information is on the website, and we'll be going out on the club sites um, before the game. But if, if that happens, um, you, you you get drawn out and win fifty pounds. And if, if no one claims it that day, it rolls over. And and at some point, someone's going to win some money. So yeah. just a nice little. Thing it is. It's something different to to just going to a game, watching the game, and nothing else. It's yeah, paying your money, taking your game, and going. Exactly. Home. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's a great idea. Is that um, other announcements? Let's just carry on with the theme. Of oh, the we're going right. Show. Let's do the let's do the best one. Uh, I've got. We've. I think one thing. Yeah. Let's do it. Drum roll. Big. Massive, massive well done to the best wheelchair player in the world, Jack Brown. Well done, Jack. What an amazing... Yes, clap, 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 clap. He's been on the podcast and the radio show before, but how amazing it is to have someone from Halifax, and a lovely guy he is as well, to be named the best player in the world in your sport is just mind-boggling it's just yeah. amazing and the first ever one to be given as well yes the, the, the original wheelchair uh, golden boot it's actually called golden boot yeah that's right it? yeah uh, fantastic fantastic achievement and uh, we will endeavour to get him on the show again because he's just an amazing amazing chap and it shows what connections we have doesn't it <laughs> well I, I managed to sit down with him for a bit of an interview um, a couple of weeks ago and he, he said he was looking forward to it he says it's sort of a, an, an inside joke that they've always I mean he's it, pretty modest so he weren't saying it in this sort of way but you know he's saying it, his friends and the other players in the, around the, the teams these uh, the international teams have always sort of considered him the best player in the world Yeah. he didn't want to say it himself he says well if I win that uh, I'll have the validation I'll start saying it so start saying <laughs> it that way Yes, very much so. You deserve all the all the plaudits that come your and way. Also, um, another member of the Halifax squad, um, one young 
Player of the Year. He did, yes. Uh, it was a what's really the ceremony over at Eddie and Layla, and they're getting the exposure that the, the the right well deserved at wheelchair team because it's a fantastic sport. Jack's been a real big uh, trailblazer for 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 not just Halifax wheelchair but also for England uh, wheelchair rugby as well. And as, as we mentioned before in the last podcast, it's it's his last season with Halifax. He's wanted yeah. to go out with a bang. Uh, and as you mentioned, Rick, uh, young young player of the year. Um, I think he's then Rob Hawkins, yeah. eighteen year old. He's just started playing, um, and his first couple of seasons, he's he's made the England squad and, and picked up Young Player of the Year. So fantastic achievement! Onwards and upwards, it could be the the master and the apprentice. There you we go. Yeah, well passing on the torch. <laughs> Very much so. So. That's the kind of end of the championship. We will revisit it at the, the, the end of the podcast. There's a the small matter of uh, this really secondary competition called Super League that, 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 start, that started on Thursday night. Um, again, more res- more results of the uh, Robert Elson effects in, in terms of getting different things, new beginnings and all that sort of stuff. Um, but the, the action on the field... Great game, bringing to Warrington. Had a bit of everything, it, didn't it? It, really it did, it did. I'm going to get straight into it because oh, I'm straight into it. The main talking point was I can't Chris Hill's. We disagree on this. Chris Hill's red card. There you go. Do you want to go first? Um, you go first now, counter. Because say you, it is the red card that happened. Uh, now, if you haven't seen it, he um, he connects with his skull with both arms gets nowhere near the ball now the way that it, it sort of looked it looks like he is going for the ball but he just mistimes it in just abs- I, I can't remember who it was but absolutely Sam cleans Powell. out or Sam Powell yeah. um, and, and it was rightfully shown a red card in my opinion um, you have to walk for that in any game of rugby league you probably cop a retrospective ban for it Um just for the simple part I think we, we were having a conversation about this the other day when we, when we saw the, the footage back of it that yeah, common sense would say that yes, it wasn't malicious. There was no intent there. But what precedent does it set for the rest of the season if that's a red card? And then you have someone that gets done for tripping that gets three games, and you're thinking, well, where's the, where's the continuity? So, so that's my take. Anyway. <laughs> I genuinely think it was harsh, and I, it is. It's a goal line thing. Desperation is oh. gone. Yeah, yes. One thing's certain is is contact with the head. Yes, and that Sam Powell's desperate for a dentist after that. Yes, one. It, may, it may well be. The, it's a contact sport. These things do happen. Was it a genuine attack to the head? I don't think so. I think he's made a genuine attempt to to get at the ball. He's he's, 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 he's stooping for as long as he's diving for the line. He's stooping to go over and put the ball down. And I think Chris Hill mistimes it and he's, yes he has clattered him he has whacked his head and yet and you can't argue with the pictures my point of view is you get plenty of those sort of contacts every single game would I would have been happy I would have been if, if it had been a yellow card and oh, that's it I'm first game sure. of the season I, genu- I genuinely think so because not five ten minutes later Murdoch Masilla caught yeah. Hastings with thing. It's, it's one of those attack to the head contact with the head but again, that was sort of one arm sort of laid again, it's, out as opposed to attacking with two arms across it's 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 clutching straws I think it sets a, a pretty oh, dangerous not, precedent there. I'm not we'll have to agree to disagree on that one well, that is a red card in every game of rugby no, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not too sure it's it's a big, big call, and it's obviously been made. And I applaud the referees for making such a call because, in my personal opinion, any sort of high tackle should be a sin. But there should be more retribution to it, be it in that sort of thing. But 
personally, Chris Hill is not a dirty player. I don't think he went to to, to whack or hurt hurt the guy. He didn't go in for a big hit. He went in to stop the ball and made contact with the head. I totally agree with that point, but like I said, it's just about the precedent that it sets because that's now on tape for everyone to see. Yeah, and if and someone gets away with something less. It's it is. It's, it's a dangerous, dangerous precedent, really. The main thing is, I hope Sam Powell's okay. From what, from what they said later on, he was up in the stands and was was okay, which which is the main thing there. Um, we don't want to stop the big hits happening, but it's just, I think a red card was slightly too high for the first game of the season, where it's it's, well, it's such a it. big, big game. We've as seen well. it a few times, you know. I think I seem to remember a few years ago. Um, Wigan going to witness on the opening day of the season and, and Patrick Arvan getting sent off for something yep. very similar yeah very much so but very very good game Wigan Wigan edged it edged it there Some fantastic try oh they were definitely George Burgess let's just say that he might just need a bit more conditioning shall well, we say put him out hasn't he he's, he's not playing next week is now. he not no, well he's, he's, he's not He's, uh, he's out but what a blockbuster so. run that was yeah if you get a chance to see Ben Murdoch Masilla's uh, solo effort try it's unbelievable and that, um, the Wigan lad that was on debut um, Bevan French Bevan French yeah he's one of the most outrageous dummies you'll ever yeah. see yeah very very good and obviously Morgan Smithies was top tackler once yeah. more so the facts lad he just he carries on going yeah Johnny Lawless said on uh on one of the very early editions of the it, show, it was the, the second radio show, and it was one of those where it's kind of like, yeah, of course he is. Yeah. He said he was going to be the future Great Britain captain, and we were going, give over, he's 16, 17 year old at the time, how can you say that? Yeah, he's going to be the next big thing. Of, he's uh, Johnny Lawless, if you're listening, you are very much right. And uh, if you want to tell me next week's lottery numbers, that would be fantastic uh, as well. Um, time's creeping up on us, so we'll wrap this up uh, by doing predictions. Now, we're going to do a little bit of a prediction for the the championship in terms of a generalised um, generalised thing there, but also we're going to keep on track of the actual week to week predictions here. Um, so first of all, we're going to do championship. Who's going down? Who's going down from the championship? Well, as, as I said, there's two clubs that I think. Um, have come up recently. It's always hard to go up and stay up in a division as we've seen in yeah. Super League over the years. Um, I just don't think Whitehaven or Oldham have signed enough championship quality players to really get over that. And and like I say, especially with the midweek cup games and everything that's going to be coming in, it's going to be a real hard slog this year. Yeah. And I just I think those two are going to be the casualties of it myself. Yeah, I, I agree. It's very, very tough. You've got very much intrinsically championship teams there you likes of you choose Brit Batley's um, who are Bradford who, 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 yeah Bradford who who always do enough to, to stave off the relegation there and it's a big jump um, for the between the two divisions there um, and yeah I, I, I agree Whitehaven Oldham there um, who's going to be your top five now this is the one that um, I'm struggling with really you know I think um, as I mentioned before I, I see Toulouse as the strongest team in the league um, yeah. I think especially with everyone having to travel there once a year that's pretty much like you know 13 wins for them yeah. you would you would assume wouldn't you um, I'll give you in no particular order then I yeah think I think it's tough to, to choose that I think I've got Toulouse um, I think London 
will figure it out. I think Danny Ward's got enough about him to uh, right. to make it work on the fly. I think they'll have some money to spend mid-season as well when the loan market tends to open around the summertime yeah. after after Easter and, and Magic. Um, Featherstone, yep. again, um, some good signings. All depending on the coach, but I see them challenging. Maybe, maybe not um, right at the top again, maybe sort of lower down in the playoffs. Um, oh, God, another one. Lee, again, uh, good coach. Really hard to beat at home. Yeah. Good half-backs, good dual reg link-up that will be able to use. Um, and then finally, the one and only. The boys in blue and white. Halifax. Halifax, oh, you got Halifax for the playoffs. I think, I think we make the playoffs this year. I think, like you say, there's too much similar to um, to that 2015 season. Um, there's too many parallels. And I yep. just don't think we, we never have two good years or two bad years. And we seem to have the bad years spark us onto something better. And I, and I think that'll be the case this year. True. Um, what about I'll, you, Michael? I'll go for Toulouse top. I'll say straight up, Toulouse league leaders. I think they'll finish top uh, comfortably. Um, and then any four from Featherston, Halifax, Lee and York. Oh, you've gone York. I don't think London made the playoffs. It's a big shout. That is my big shout. That is my I think they've lost too many players. They've lost too many class. Danny Ward, brilliant player. A brilliant player. Well, brilliant coach, shall we say. And they've signed... Okay, they signed all right. Um, I just think the class that they've lost, the the, the the class that they've lost, were the class that got them up in the first place, and were a really good championship team. Championship teams have improved, and I think, yeah, I think Toulouse, Featherstone, and Lee, are, you're given. I think they definitely make it. York, as we said before, they've had a class on class, and I think that I think they'll do well. I think they'll do well, and Halifax. I've just got a sneaky feeling, and it's not because not not with blue and white specs on. He's just genuine. I think with the players that we've we've signed. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think we've got it. I think we've been top five. You've heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. So when Halifax yeah, don't make pod. it, when Halifax don't make it, don't blame me. And if London do make it, don't gloat too much. I'm a nice <laughs> guy. Uh, now predictions. Now we're going to make it interesting. We're going to we're going to do. We're going to keep on track of these sort of things. We're going to do. Um, we're going to we're going to make sure that we we record who gets it right, who doesn't, and a cumulative total towards the end. And whoever loses is going to come up with some sort of forfeit. We're going to let you decide. Oh, are we? God, I don't like this. <laughs> Morella, within, you know, Morella's social media within within reason within reason that that, that won't get myself fired from my job uh, or anything like that. Then we'll, we'll we shall see. Um, let's go. Let, let's let's do it. first week. Not to give anything away, but this isn't Friday, the thirty first of January, so we know the results of the Dewsbury and League game. We, However, we both went we both anyway, picked that. Yeah. The only issue is Toulouse and York. Now, if we do give anything away, we are recording this as Toulouse and York are playing, and we don't necessarily know the score. So, shall we discount that? Um, well, I don't know. Like I said, I, I picked Toulouse aren't going to lose a game at home right. this season, so I would have picked Toulouse. You picked Toulouse, yeah. Toulouse, right. So, that, fair enough. So, we don't know the score yet. We are recording this live. Um, Sunday, the 2nd of February, Batley v Featherston. Uh, again, Fev will be looking to make a, a good start. Batley's always a hard place to go with a slope, but I just think Fev, with the signs they've made, if we can get them all on the field, 
they'll, be, they'll have too much for Batley. Yep, I, I completely agree with everyone there. Uh, Bradford v London. I think London win this. Yeah, I can't see... Uh, like I say, I, I see the Bulls sort of struggling, especially early season while the dual edge works itself out and they, before they figure out who they're going to have on a week-to-week basis. Yeah. Um, and London, again, the full-time... I, it, it, they, they say a lot about it in our league that it doesn't make a difference. I, I really believe it does, just for the recovery. I know, I know it's a, the first game of the year, but um, I think the full-time strength and conditioning that they do and then obviously the skills I think they'll they'll have way too much I see London going to Bradford and winning quite easily yep I wouldn't say quite easily. I think I think it'll be a tough game given whether the forecast this weekend and knowing the the, the Dewsbury pitch, <laughs> Bradford playing Dewsbury. Um, I think it'll be a tough game, but I think London win, wins that there. Um, Oldham v Widnes again um, with me tipping Oldham for the wooden spoon. Witness again something to prove new coach you'll want to get off to a good start so you've got to go away side there yeah we'd, we'd witness there comfortably I'd say Whitehaven Swinton now this I, is a, I think Whitehaven this is a funny one it is like I say newly promoted side they're at home Cumbria's a hard place to go mm. in summer let alone in February Um yeah, that's uh, again. It all depends on dual registration. We've not seen the squads at all. Well, I've not myself. No, I haven't. Either. Um, I, I'll go. We've, all, we've had all the same predictions, so I'll go Swinton just to mix it up. Well, fair enough. No, we can choose all the same. You know, great minds think alike and all that. Great minds think alike. We'll have to kind of do it before. We'll have to kind of like get it independently verified and, and that sort of thing uh, to make <laughs> sure that we're not trying to kind of cheat or like, egging each other on. But yeah, I, th- I just think Whitehaven. I think at home. Um, Quagmire of a pitch you can get up there in in, in summer even <laughs> let alone February uh, yeah, I, th- I, just think, I think they've got that and then last but not least the mighty facts v Sheffield yeah I'm, I'm happy with where we're at we've had a good pre-season the lads seem raring to go I think uh, I think we, we start the year with a win yep I completely agree um, I don't think it's going to be a massive victory in terms of points but no, I don't think are, really. I, don't th- I don't think I just don't think we'll lose I think First game of the season at home, vitally important to get points off on the board at home, and yeah, I think I think we're good to go. Yep, uh, that that's that's nearly as far as we go. Well, just just before we finish, um, by the next time we speak to, you, we've we've got some some things in the pipeline. Um, yes, we might be moving up in the world um, with some sponsorship uh, yes. announcements. So keep an eye on that on the next show. Um, we hope to have that all sorted and. Uh, it's transfer deadline day was this week on this, so yeah. we've got we've got some uh, paperwork to iron out and uh, due diligence. It's like a mixture between Dragon's Den and <laughs> transfer deadline day, isn't it? But yes, I part of the rallying call uh, because we are wanting to move onwards and upwards. We want to make the best podcast that we can, the best debate about rugby league that we can, uh, and it's a bit of a labour of love, uh, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, we've put I've, I've put a, a, a little bit of my own money into this, and hopefully uh, we do get where we want to go and I say it's, it's kind of a, a, a in greatest respect Rick a bit of a hodgepodge that we are doing now yeah it's blue tack and rubber bands uh, <laughs> holding it all together very much so, so. but as I say with the, with the with the news that we've we've had and the, and the negotiations that we've we've made uh, it should be very very exciting so keep your eyes and ears peeled on that one in the next coming weeks uh, that's it everything done 
Yeah, uh, the, 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 if, if anyone out there listening wants to get in touch, get involved in the show, you know, yes. hit us up on the social media pages, on the emails, um, or come and speak to us in person. We'll try and sort something out. And, Very uh, much so. Any ideas? Well, I've got a couple of ideas for sure that I'll be trying trying out next week as well. So uh, hopefully we will get that sorted. But yeah, if you want to come on the show, if you're a player, staff, fan, whoever, get in touch. We can come to you. We are mobile. We are a podcast. Oh, we will be for next week. We, we, are, we, are, we are fluid and all that sort of stuff but yes uh, thank you very much for listening uh, and thank you for your support we've got, um, we've got a game up the facts see you down the share we'll see you next week up the facts